I'm not ready to puke yet. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. But, uh... <laughs> Oh, I'm going. Oh, no. Well, oh, yeah. Heads up. I heads will. up. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, we know he dies at the end. But, um. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> that was rough. But he. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. This is our 14th episode. And I am 14. Al. Yes. I'm Kyle. Unfortunately, Travis is sick tonight. He's not going to make this episode. We hope you feel better soon, buddy. That sounds pretty awful. But, yeah, I feel better, man. Yeah. But, um, no, we've just been uh, uh, pretty pumped. There's a lot going on out there right now in the gaming world. There's a lot of stuff coming, which we're going to cover. <clears throat> and um, lots of fun stuff. But I guess we'll start with... What have you been playing, Sir Kyle? Honestly, this week has been a little slow gaming-wise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, squeezed a little original Doom in. Some Sunset Riders. Uh, that's actually been pretty fun. Um, I actually killed my first dragon in Skyrim in, in VR, oh. which does, doesn't sound like a major feat, but when you're in such an immersive environment, like the, the last thing I'm really worried about is the story. I've just been walking around checking the world out. Sure. The music and... <clears throat> You know, and, and it, but it was it was pretty awesome. You go to that tower, the watchtower. Yep, yep the watchtower. He just lands on it and breathes fire on everything, and it was just like I just stood there burning, like this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, got to fight. So, um, I've had a tough time getting into that game because uh, the motion sickness, mm-hmm. because the game is blurry. Um, I don't have a PS4 Pro; I just have the basic one. It's a little on the blurry side because the game's so immense. Um. So it did take me a little bit to get used to it, but I have noticed that my VR sickness is, or my tolerance is way up. It's, yeah, I've heard you you adjust to it after a while. Yeah, I can, I mean, I've played some crazy racing games, and I know Wipeout just released a VR oh, Jesus. version. Oh, Yeah, I know. I'd like to pick that up, but I'm like, ah. Uh, I'm not ready to puke yet. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. But, uh. <laughs> Mainly, the big thing for me this week was, um, and I'm sure some of you out there have watched it, but the Andre the Giant documentary on, oh that was my on HBO God. was so good. Unbelievably good. I, I'll have to admit, I am not big into wrestling these days, um, but as a kid, you know, oh, yeah. wrestling was, was, you know, and we didn't have cable. So when we would go to our friend's house and they had wrestling, like my brother and I would just be like, oh, in yeah. awe, you know, watch these big ass dudes beat the shit out of each other. And, uh, you know, we thought it was real back then because we were young. And sure. uh, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, uh, man, who are, who are some of the other ones? Macho uh, Man. Macho Man, Bulldog. Yep. Uh, Tito. Um, who was the guy on fire? He had uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, yeah, Bam Bam. Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, dude. And he's in that, so, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. So uh, I got to watch that. And. Um, Man, like I just wanted to talk to you about it because I know you said you've seen it too, and uh, yeah, I watched it last weekend. Yeah, so I mean, what were what were your main main thoughts on that? And I'll oh. <laughs> well, and again, to go back to my childhood, I loved wrestling when I was a little kid, and we I don't know if we I think we had cable, but you only had like fifteen channels, and um, like if wrestling was on, it was on late, and my uncle had cable my dad's brother 
and he would record all the the wrestling matches of the week for me and they'd bring over the tape and I'd watch it every weekend. That's awesome. Oh, it was so great, dude. And so the first time I saw Andre the Giant, I just remember being like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. That guy is huge. Right? You were in awe, like just watching him stand next to some of these dudes yeah. that you watch. That you watch, and it's like then he comes out and he makes him look tiny. And like, oh, dude, is this I, dude for real? And I remember, like, it brought back so many memories of my childhood. Like, I remember, yeah. like, my dad and I would go places, and like he always knew where the question was leading. But I remember, we were, like, we were at a, a school or some kind of event, and there was like a pine tree, a pretty big pine tree. And I was like, Dad, how tall is that pine tree? And he'd be like almost as tall as Andre, and I'd just be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was same here. So we used to always go to my friend um, Jason's house to mm-hmm. watch. Like Anytime there was WrestleMania or SummerSlam or um, um, what was the, the Royal Rumble, his parents would get it on pay-per-view, and they'd invite us over. So that's when we got to watch the, the most wrestling for us. And, uh, man, it was just really cool to sit there and watch some of that stuff and, like, see some of the guys that, I, that you used to watch. And Yeah, talk about learn. watching the best ones, too. You're watching Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. And, and yeah, so that was, you know, because we didn't get to see the weekly shows. Sure. So, um, to be honest, I don't even know what channel they were on because, like I said, we, we lived oh, out God, in the I don't movies. remember we had, back then. We had Channel 3, 6, and 10. Yeah. I think USA still showed a lot. Yeah, um, I think they were one. God, I don't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was a well, very well done documentary. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but like, I, I oh, I'm going. Oh no! Well, oh, yeah, heads fuck up. It. I heads will. up. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, we know he dies at the end, but um, <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> that was rough. But he re- <laughs> he really was like such a genuine. You know, I always admire people that love what they do for a living. You know, that they're really passionate about it, and it's what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. Like, he loved wrestling. You could tell that's what he always wanted to do. And, you know, obviously that's what made, like, the late stages of his career so heartbreaking. Because you didn't mm-hmm. really know back then, like, how sick he was. But, like, he could barely move by the end of it. Like, literally, like, his spine was under so much pressure just from his condition. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what blows my mind is he never got treatment for that because he was afraid, like, it would regress. It would career, right. You know, and it was just like, man, he really, like, he made the ultimate sacrifice for his career. And, like... Oh, not just his, others, too. I mean, the whole oh. wrestling... I mean, that that's one of the things that I enjoyed so much was to watch how he was part, him and McMahon senior were uh, two pioneers that really brought wrestling under one roof. Yep. You know, because McMahon senior saw what he was and let other promoters and other wrestling sections, the way it was set up, use Andre the giant. And that's how he got huge. But that's also how he got other wrestlers to come wrestle for him. Cause you know, he was wrestling for McMahon and all the big names started going there. And then once once cable hit and it became a, yeah, well, that, that's thing. what threw it off. Like, yeah, and I mean, to Kyle's point, like, growing up, like, I don't think I had cable, at least initially. And, you know, for people who weren't as young as we were at that time, like, right now, today, there is literally only one wrestling, you know, generally one wrestling conglomerate. I mean, there's a bunch of independent circuits and stuff like that. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, as far as wrestling, professional wrestling is considered, you know, WWE pretty much runs the show. There's no WCW anymore. There's no ECW, you know, or anything like that. There's um, New Japan Wrestling. Oh, yes. That is actually really which cool, too. It's actually, I think, pretty good. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> but, so. um, yeah, that's actually one to watch. But, I mean, that's the first newcomer in a long time. But back when we were kids, there were basically territories. Like, there was some, like, in, like, there was one territory that was, like, Georgia, you know, uh, Florida, and, like, three states would be one territory. Then there'd be a, a territory in the Northeast, which I think yeah. was the one McMahon had. But, Hamburg and Allentown. Yes. Very, very local places. Yeah, Hamburg very local huge. places to us. Hamburg was mm-hmm. absolutely huge. And, like, that's how we saw it. Like, you could see it on, like, your local public access, if you're lucky, like, once in a while. But, you know, there was really no one place to go. So it was really hard to actually see it on TV. And um, once McMahon consolidated and was genius enough to understand what cable was and what it meant for his business, like, the whole thing took off. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Andre just, he got that. Like, he understood that. And what I loved so much, like, you, you always hear about, you know, some of the negative people out of wrestling. But, like, hearing his story and how, like, he helped push certain people over in such a big way, Hulk Hogan being one of them, obviously. Like, yeah, I was going to get to that. But yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you take that over. But that match was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. Um, there was the WrestleMania three, and I will never ever forget. I got to see when he. Yep. Me too. Slammed Hogan, and you know it was it was awesome because you get to really learn how much Hogan respected Andre, and oh, yeah. how Andre was willing to do what was necessary to push Hogan's career because he saw where Hogan and the direction of wrestling was going. Yep. And without that, Hogan. I mean, he even admits. I mean, you've seen Hogan. Hogan oh. gets teary eyed talking about him, and it was just like how how. They had a lot of respect for each other, but my best, my, my favorite thing was how he was not afraid to bust his balls the entire time. Like yes. Andre was busting his balls because Hogan didn't know how, up to it. Yeah, Hogan didn't know how it was going to finish. He didn't know if he was going to win or lose. And you know, Andre knew the whole time, but he was just like, "Hey, don't worry about it." And, and, and you know, <laughs> I will what, do what is best. <laughs> yeah, or I'll <laughs> do what, what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I do what I want." And and Vic, Vince McMahon was like, "Okay, do what you want." And Hogan was like, "Oh man, like how are we going to finish? What's going to happen?" And he's freaking out and sweating because it's the night of, yeah. and, and Andre's just playing cards, no big deal, and and he's just get out. No <laughs> so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll get back to that. But um, what you just said. Dude, when Macho Man walks in and when oh. Hogan's telling the story about Macho Man, no baby oil, get out. <laughs> he hated that was the thing. Oh. If he was a he was such a gentle giant, everybody called him. But if he didn't like you, you knew it. <laughs> forget it. And like he hated Macho Man, and Macho Man would come in and be like, "Ooh, yeah, brother." So how are we gonna finish this match? And he just starts screaming at him for wearing baby oil and taking him to get out. <laughs> And he beat the crap out of him in the ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, there was some moves in there that weren't fake. Same with no. the Iron Sheik. If you watch that documentary and watch when he twists the Iron Sheik's leg. Oh, he beat the shit out of him. Good God. <laughs> he steps on his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and, and, and what was the other one? Um, Big John Stud. Yes. Oh, ran yeah. out of the building because he thought Andre was going to kill him. <laughs> if he didn't like you look out but other than that like he was such a generous dude as long as you respected him and you yeah. know but anyway I'm, I'm i'm rambling but back to the wrestling match with hogan i really loved when hogan was telling the story and you know they have it all choreographed on paper 
and they get towards the end and Hogan didn't know what to do. And, you know, Hogan goes off the rope and he slams him with his shoulder. Andre goes down. And I will say that you can tell Andre was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked at, I mean, that was real pain on his face. I mean, that didn't look fake. But when Andre just goes, slam, <laughs> yeah, yeah, slam, and he slays, like, all right, I guess we're doing this slam, leg drop, and <laughs> just knowing, like, watching that and having it be oh. such a big part of my childhood, and then hearing that it was just, they just kind of winged it, you know? Yeah, and or, so beautifully done in, like, such a noble way. Yep. Like, nobody yep. had done that to Andre before, and Andre wanted to make sure that it was Hulk that did it. Yeah, like, he was willing to do uh, that for Hulk. The only thing that sucked about that was that made Andre the bad guy, and I think that really seemed to crush him at the end because oh, he know. was always like this happy, good guy wrestler, and, and he to just, have people throw stuff at him and boo him like, like that had to that had to hurt. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that part really tore me up. It was just like uh, you could tell he just wanted to do what was best for the company, but he just hated every minute of that because he loved the fans and loved you know being cheered for and stuff you know what else really got me from that and it really oh it made me feel so sad because like one of my gripes with celebrities in general is you know they're all like oh i never get a moment's peace blah 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 and it's like well you know you read in general most celebrities can go out and not be bothered you know, but most of these celebrities will sit there and call their publicists and be like, oh, I'm going to go shopping at ShopRite over here. Don't let that word slip out. <laughs> and then they complain that people mob them. <laughs> I've read that's actually what happens a lot. But with Andre, you know, he's like, I would just love to be a normal height so that I could just go somewhere and blend in. Mm-hmm. You know, just and, for just for a day. And he just wanted one day. Cause, I mean, when you're seven foot four, you kind of stick out. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I loved though was that one town he eventually settled in. They just they were just like, hey, you know, he was. They just, didn't care. They didn't care. He was one of the townies, and I was like, yeah. it made me so happy to know that he at least found that peace. Like he was just such a good dude. I mean, obviously there were some decisions you saw. You were like, wow. I mean, like I felt bad for his daughter, but then again, it's like he knew he wasn't going to be able to be there. He knew. She knew. Yeah. At least there was that understanding, and as long as he helped take care of that family, yeah, which he did, he forgave him. And honestly, it was a, it was a it was a shitty situation. Yeah, but you so, know, but I mean, all things considered, it was just like he's just a, a genuinely good dude. I mean, that's what uh, I walked away from that documentary. You know, when you have like a hero when you're a kid, and you always wonder what they're really like as you get older, and you really find out he was really like he was worthy of that moniker. You know, mm-hmm. of being kids hero back, you know, kids hero back in the day. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was great. I mean, Kyle and I, I'm sure, can go on all night about this. But if you have not seen the Andre the Giant documentary, it's on HBO. Like, <laughs> drop what you're doing and go watch it, even if you're not yeah. real into wrestling. Yep. Like, yeah, it, it works for both into wrestling, oh. not into wrestling. It's just a really well done documentary. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, oof, I might have to watch that again, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to, too. I, I really think I'm going to, just to get And by the way, we gave some stuff away. There is a lot more. I mean, they talk about his farts. Oh, yeah. They talk a little bit about his <laughs> drinking. Um, the farts were great. Dude, that diet, man, that son of a bitch could drink. Oof. Well, you're that big. I mean, did you see when he holds that can of beer, and it looks like a toy? <laughs> I mean, his hand is bigger than the can of Miller Lite, and I'm like, what the... So you think that's like two sips for him, you oh, know? Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, yeah. But check it out, guys, if you yeah, haven't yet. Definitely worth it. It was a great, great watch. 
So <laughs> enough about me. I, I've talked enough. What about you, bud? What have you been up? <laughs> um, I'm still playing Pillars of Eternity on PC. Um, I'm determined to beat that before the second one comes out. Um, was that, I pre-ordered that one back in like December with a gift nice. card. But um, I'm still playing Far Cry 5. Am and Am was watching me play it last night. And I'm um, in the second region now, up north. Like, I already beat uh, John Seed in the first region you get into. And hmm. I was gonna, I'm was i saving the sister for the end, because I hear that's like a Pink Floyd video the whole time. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm up in the second region. Um, I just got to the point where I pissed them off enough and rescued enough people that they're now sending people after me. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> y- oh, man, like, they shoot you with a, a bullet that's got that drug in it, and it just, like, they put you in really fucked up situations that you have to escape, and, like, Amber was just like, man, this game is out there. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, so that was good. Uh, I've also I've been poking my head into the recently released Shroud of the Avatar, um... Which I'm having, you know, I'm having fun with. It's, it's kind of like a trip back in time, um, for me at least. It reminds me of playing uh, Ultima Online, and uh, I always had such great memories of that game. So, you know, I'm, I'm playing that one when I can. Um, definitely, you know, Looks getting cool. it. Yeah, it, it took me a bit to get into. I mean, the interface was a little rough, but you know, once I got past that and I started like really exploring, I'm, I'm enjoying it. What I, what I see so far. <coughs> Um, and then finally, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. How is that? Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jonah, Jonah has been nagging me to play cause, um, or to get it because he has it and him and his buddies play all the time. Yeah. A couple of the guys in the bad fodder figures, uh, podcast and like fan base play it and they got me playing it with them now. And, um, I might actually be playing with one guy after we're done tonight, but it's fun, dude. It is wicked fun. And it's, and huge. it's on sale right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's dirt cheap right now, so grab it if you can. But it's um it's it's huge. It's open world, it's like going after a cartel. There's tons to do. There's all these missions. Like it's just really, really neat. And uh, I can't believe I said neat. Christ I am getting old. <laughs> but uh neat. it's a, it is a blast. Um and I could see it being even more fun co op. Like right now I'm just playing with computer controlled uh, mm-hmm. partners but like you level up and you unlock stuff and that just goes in single player or you know online and it's just it's just fun it's just damn fun i heard the world is actually pretty pretty breathtaking oh, it's pretty gorgeous awesome. it's absolutely gorgeous yeah. and uh yeah it kind of i don't know if you ever played any of the original ghost recons but it kind of goes back to that like i know the most recent couple releases were like futuristic warrior or something but ghost recon started out as uh you know isn't that like a Tom Clancy type of thing? Mm-hmm. It was like more simulation or realistic than, you know, oh, yeah. just like Call of Duty type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was very yeah. realistic, but it like took place in jungles, so you really had to like, you know, look and you know, be careful as you move because people could be camouflaged and stuff. And so it's gone back to that. Like you're in the Bolivian jungle, and it's just freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And it would be fun to play that with other people. So if anybody listening has this and you have it on Xbox, like hit us up, uh, especially if <laughs> Kyle gets it, because I think you can Jonah. do it. Yeah, you can do a team of four. So um, cool. I like it though. I like it a lot so far. Right on, man. But um, it's a pretty solid list you got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
I gotta start narrowing it down and beating some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that can uh, that's what we've been playing. But now let's start getting into all the craziness. There's yes. so much coming out. Uh, we have upcoming releases here. Obviously, the big one that now has me saving uh, for a PS4 is God of War. Yes. Wow. Finally. Um, everything I have read about this game, it is probably one of the best games released in years, much less a God of War game, but it is getting just nines and tens. Like, I think it has a 96 on Metacritic right now. 90, 95. 95. I've never seen that, I don't think. like That's insane. Like that, And it's like out of 93 reviews or something like that. So mm-hmm. it is just getting absolutely universal praise. And um, everything I've read about it, it just sounds... It sounds so good. It's like... Uh, you have like it's an open world but there's a difference the story is really good it's not just you know Kratos running around screaming like a moron <laughs> pissed off at the world like he's got a kid with him now and um it, it just every, like I've heard it just hits every beat like so perfectly I have a couple of questions and maybe I didn't see now I don't want to watch any video of this sure. because I'm a huge God of War fan and I don't like when I'm a big fan of something I don't like going into it knowing Right. What the story's about. I don't want to know anything. Mm-hmm. I am curious how the kid is played, though. Is it going to be something like uh, Bioshock Infinite, where, you know, it's kind of a side character that um, you don't really have to worry about? I just hope they're not a lot of. From what I've heard. Missions, missions where you have to, like, uh, what's that called? Like, walk like with stealth. the person. Sure they don't die. Yeah, just making sure you keep him alive. I hope it's not an entire game of that. No, you know? from what I understand, he's actually pretty uh, self sufficient. And awesome. you can actually use him in like strings of attacks because he's you know he stays out of range with a bow, mm-hmm. and like he can you know swing you know start fighting one guy and then target another one and tell him to shoot him with the bow and stuff. I, I've from what I've heard because I had the same concern as you. I was like I don't want to babysit this whole game. Like I mm-hmm. could see that just getting old. But from what I've read, is it works phenomenally well the way they've designed it. Like perfect it's it's like a lot of people are saying it's it's some of the most fun about the game is that then i am all in yeah me too like it's that's where i was like god damn you know i want this (laughs) well you know if you get a ps4 you can get psvr just yeah i know that's trust me that's why i'm thinking about it because based on microsoft (laughs) god love them their lackluster uh appearance at pax i thought for sure we'd hear something about vr by now but yeah, I think they're just skipping that boat, and that's really disappointing. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's. It's. I used to think it was very gimmicky till I tried it. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, different topic. But yeah, God of War looks good. I love the Norse mythology. Yes, it's like my favorite mythos. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm so glad they got away because that last God of War that they did, I thought was very bleh. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where he was backed out in a. Oh, God. Olympus. The Underworld. Oh. Yeah, the Underworld. You know, we broke the chains. It was like a prequel. Oh, I didn't was, play that one. Yeah, it, it was very bland. And, you know, and it sucks because I was such a big fan of 1, 2, and 3. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's good to see them back on track. Yeah, and it's it sounds like they knocked it out of the damn park. Like, they've just set the standard for, 
you know, what it should be from here out. And it's going to be a tough nut to crack, tough nut to top. It is. Speaking of tough to crack down. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay, we're... so these, these, I just want to say these next two games I've never played, so they're all you, man. Oh, I, I'll be honest. I haven't played any of the crackdowns. Uh, Pillars, <laughs> Pillars of Eternity 2 comes out in May. Um, again, I'm very excited for that game. Uh, Obsidian just killed it with Pillars of Eternity 1. Oh, did you, did you get to watch that documentary? I Not yet. I'll have to send you the link again just to bug you about it, but you know, just seeing what they did when they had nothing left to lose, man. It was the game they made was phenomenal. So, oh, this was a this is a, one of those that's very similar to uh, Diablo. Uh, right? more they, more like Baldur's Gate. Is it Baldur's Gate? And didn't which was the one that Josh didn't Josh play this one a lot? Uh, Your buddy Josh. I want to say so. Or I'm thinking of Path of Exile. Sorry. Oh, you're thinking of Path of Exile? Oh, yes. Yeah. Poe though, good enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's coming. It's it. If they looks great. Oh, I'm telling you, it's going to be fantastic. The first one was amazing. If you like role playing games, like you haven't, you never played the Baldur's Gates or you know, Icewind Dales, and maybe give it a try if you get a chance. But it's going to be a damn good game. So that one's going to be great. <laughs> I actually I brought the next one up, not as a joke, but like it's kind of the big. All right, what the hell is this going to be? <laughs> and that's Crackdown Three. <laughs> I have um, never played any of these. I'll be honest, I've never <laughs> I've never played them either. But the way they're talking about Crackdown 3 without actually ever showing it um, <laughs> is interesting. Uh the, the latest thing that I've read is you'll never Microsoft is saying you'll never look at an open world game the same way again. Uh okay. Well, you just had God of War come out, so <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Um, is that Terry Crews I see? That he the main guy's modeled yes. after. Yep, that's that's amazing. All right, well I'm on board. It looks like it looks like it's gonna be a good game. I mean, I know the previous two got pretty high praise. They were supposed mm-hmm. to be a lot of fun. Um, I know the article I said initially that it was slated for a spring 2018 release. Obviously, I don't think that's true because we haven't heard anything on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor is that they're gonna have some kind of reveal at E3, but. Um, and other stuff, which I'm hoping other stuff equates to, ooh, excuse me, something substantial because PAX was disappointing. Like, I want them to do good. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, the boys. Well, sure. Over, you know, boys over bad fodder figures saying the same thing. I love my Xbox, but right now I'm just seeing all these beautiful exclusives on the PS4 that are just phenomenal looking games. And, you know, that's a good point. Like, why? I never understand when people want a system to fail. I don't. Yeah, like, I, I never I, want I want to fail. No, I want choices. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want to be stuck with one or two systems. Choices is always good, and like, mm-hmm. you know, oh shit, that reminded me of something. What was another PlayStation exclusive? It just made me think of it. From past. That's coming out. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Damn it to hell. Oh, anyway. But, you know, oh, you know, it was an Xbox exclusive. The only exclusives that, that are really hitting the shelves right now are going to be Sea of Thieves, which is out, which mm-hmm. was fun. I mean, it's fun to play with other people, but I pretty it much is. haven't touched it since we played it that night. I haven't either. You know, it wasn't something where, you know, I had a blast playing with you and Nick. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I was like, eh, I, I really don't have a reason to go back. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I don't know. It's 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 a good foundation, but there's just nothing there yet. 
No. Um, yeah, it's it's okay. It's yeah, it's all right. And the next one coming uh, exclusive wise is going to be um, State of Decay Two, which. Mm-hmm. No idea what that one is. Uh, State of Decay is a really good game on uh, Xbox One. It's a zombie survival, but like you're actually like you have bases to manage and like people that you can rescue and then play as. Graphics aren't that great, but it was one of those like open world in this big town, and like there's hordes that you have to like go and destroy, and like it's just a really well done zombie survival. Like you know. <laughs> taking care of like people that are wounded and the the gruesome part of the game is like um if you get a character that gets wounded enough or bit enough they'll start getting sick and if it looks like they're going to turn you actually have to do a quest where you take that person out back and shoot them (laughs) just sorry old yeller yeah just you know interesting little touch and there's like a good story behind it with like military conspiracy and stuff so they got the second one coming but you know i mean looking at it it looks decent but it's not like it's a it's a thirty it's gonna be a thirty dollar game. Not a system seller. It's not a system seller. No. Um. And Forza Seven will be coming. So, but it's just one of those like ah, come on. Yeah. Do something. You just come out with that powerful system. It's the most powerful system there. Like people are even <laughs> saying it. It's it's you know, but there's nothing. I don't know. I just I want to see more. I want to see them do more. Yeah. Cause well, hopefully they are. We'll see. Maybe they have something up their sleeve, and it's going to be a big E3 showing for them. The last so. couple have been very meh. Because man, so, Sony is knocking it out of the damn park. Sony and Nintendo right now. Yeah. Oh man, like, um, uh, glove box over at Bad Fodder Figures was saying, like, all throughout packs as he's walking around, and, like people are going out to developers. Yeah, when's it coming out for the Switch? <laughs> and I just th- I thought that was so funny but he was like no I mean he goes everybody is just loving the switch you know like people are taking it on planes with them and stuff and yeah we're going to Mexico soon and uh that's that's I'll be playing that the whole flight yeah man it's just wicked cool yeah but um and then the only other thing I I, I forgot to put down but uh other releases coming out and Microsoft is actually releasing a huge pack of some of their older games like Jade Empire which was phenomenal really good RPG oh, yeah. it was a really good RPG that's coming um I think Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars oh cool uh, Battlefront 1 and 2 the old ones the good ones mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of a lot of their classic stuff's coming so that's fun you know something to look forward to so cool but yeah but I mean that's that's pretty much the uh the upcoming releases that we have on our our plate here. And uh now we're going to get to I mean I know it's it's not exactly new news at this point but it's still definitely being discussed. Mm-hmm. And that Well we is, didn't we didn't get to discuss it that's, yet. That's that's right. And if we didn't get to discuss it it's still new. That's right. So we're going into news. News, news. news. <laughs> oh, we're not doing that anymore? News, news. That's all right. I, I like it. But um, I'll just preface this and you can start. But um, sure. there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up if anybody's interested. Oh. Oh. Let's go see what this is. You've, you've, no. seen, you've seen the movie, right? I have. I have. Okay. It's from, um, King, it's of from Kong. King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. <laughs> and... Um, so, uh, Billy Mitchell was the guy on there that was fighting with, um, I forget the other guy's name. Steve Weeby. 
Steve Wiebe. Yep, thanks, man. Uh, to get the high score, Steve Wiebe beat his score. Billy Mitchell sent in a tape, which was really kind of shady and fuzzy, and it was kind of lame. And Especially they gave him the high like score. right at the point where he hit a million. It looked, yeah, you know it what I mean. Fuzzy. And and you know the ref was very pro Billy Mitchell. You could tell um, that he would pretty much blow him if he asked him to. <laughs> and uh, it's like half the people in that room would have. Yeah, uh, and look, part I know, was nauseating. I know, I know that documentary, you know, really painted Billy in a bad picture, and I don't know the guy personally. He could be a nice guy. I don't know, but the fact that he cheated to get his high scores, and I'm going to say cheated loosely because he still took some skill to get where he did. I'm not saying he sucks at the game. He could no, probably he's definitely ass. good. However, they wiped all of his scores out because they found out that he was using MAME yep. for a lot of it. And for those of you who don't know, MAME is an arcade emulator that you can play on PC and mm-hmm. – uh, uh, a retro pie if you have one and uh you know you guys might think well what the hell's the big deal it's just another way to play well there's uh, there's, uh. there's 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 save points <laughs> there uh, is a um, safe states i mean um there is a uh, it, it loads differently it plays a little bit differently you can mess around with the speed and things you know so there's different things that you can do you can have a a controller that feels you know like a handheld controller that might work better um so you know it's it, to me, it was cheating because it was for the the record was for the actual hardware, not using MAME. Right, I, that was crap. He should have been using real hardware, just like the other guy was. Weeby was using. They showed him playing on the arcade machine. I mean, mm-hmm. I just thought that was crap. So, and, and they have a MAME section. You know what? That's I don't know. Just the one exactly. bragging rights is just so silly to me. Yeah, what really pissed me off too is like, you know, Billy Mitchell was always very big on competing in public you know getting your score seen in public you know mm-hmm. and and done on an arcade machine or it's it's just not viewed as legitimate or as legitimate as it could be and you saw it in king of kong and it's where i started getting a little like huh but like weeby was more than ready to go and play the game you know, play in public and um he, Make a friendly uh, competition out of it. Yeah, he wasn't being a dick at all. He was just like, you know, let's let's put this to bed and let's see who's the best and let's go have fun and and um you know, the the fact that, you know, he was the first person to get the kill screen at Fun Spot and that day <laughs> Billy Mitchell had sent in his tape of him getting a million, you know, being quote unquote the first one to do it. And, like, you just felt for the guy. Like, he finally had his moment where, like, mm-hmm. all his effort, he's finally recognized as, like, the best in the world. And it was just nauseating to me to see how how much hell they gave Steve Wiebe for, you know, his unverified cabinet and we, we can't take that score and blah, blah, blah. You know, you have to come down and do it in public. And yet Billy Mitchell sends in a tape the long arm of Billy Mitchell has reached all the way up here to fun spot, you mm-hmm. know, and, and then they're, they're, they're showing the tape and they're like, Oh, I, I think it's legitimate. And I don't know, like that never sat well with me. And then when you see this and it became very evident that many of the runs he did, according to what uh, twin galaxies released was all done on MAME. And my brother-in-law brought up a really good point in that, that should have been a pretty easy thing to figure out because when it's when the game is loading uh, via MAME, it draws differently. It draws horizontally. Yeah. And 
um, that was like, or, or something like that. It, it's it's very obvious for people like put, this that. Yeah, if you put the two together, there's videos online where it actually shows you can put the two together and watch which one's main, which one's regular. And it just, the way it loads up, everything is just different. I yeah. Mean, it's not the same. And it's like, it makes me think, like, how hard were they looking, you know, at Twin Galaxies? And then. You know, I was thinking about it, and it's like, I, I get it. I do get from their point of view, you know, at the time, like, that everybody needs their superstar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, every organization needs their superstar. And, you know, whatever Billy Mitchell may be. And, and I, I don't know. Maybe he did this legitimately. Like, I, I guess we're going to find out because he said he's got proof that he did it legit or whatever. But, you know, he's a good promoter. He's a really good promoter. And he knew how to get his name out there, Twin Galaxy's name out there, and obviously because of King of Kong, and because he's such a character, I mean, the guy is just like, you're just like, I can't believe somebody like this exists. <laughs> yeah, it, but, it really makes me question the validity of Twin Galaxies, because this is the second person they had that was found cheating that they were giving high scores to. Well, if my brother-in-law's right, um, I think that Guinness has revoked their scores. They have, and yeah. that's great. And I think, um, I think they're 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 starting to get away from those guys, and they're starting to you know be more legitimate. I think the guys that they have working there now are trying to be more legit than sure. have these old scores that nobody can prove. I mean, oh yeah, especially uh, the one guy for the drag uh, the dragster game, Todd, yeah, uh, Todd Rogers, I think his name Todd Rogers. Yeah, is that it? I think. I think. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yep, it was for Drag Race. Yeah, which which they had a computer figure out that you cannot go any faster than X amount. And he's like, well, I did. Well, how? How? That's impossible. Well, I took a Polaroid of it. Did you? <laughs> I sent it to Activision. Did you? Because they can't find it. No, no, they can't. <laughs> and well, that guy was a perv. Uh, to be anyway, that's a whole other story. We don't have to get into that. But um, yeah. Anyway, so it just it makes me question Twin Galaxies, and I just think you know, come on, Billy, if you're that good, just fucking man up and yeah, play it. Man on up and go play. Machine. And you know they did the same thing with that. Um, it's not Snake. It's the Snake-like game. Man the versus Snake. Nibbler. Nibbler. That's it. Yeah. Um, they did the same thing there, where it's like, oh no, he has the high score. That guy from Italy. No way. Blah blah blah. But then it's like, oh well, he beat the guy from Italy. So now we can include the guy from Italy. You know. And look, I like that one. I don't think the guy that had the high score was a jerk. You know what no. I mean? I think he. I think he thought the guy from Italy had it, and he was like, okay, I'm going to beat it. Like, yeah. He took him for his word, and the other, you know, it's like there's too much favoritism yeah, for some like, of those guys. And it's like I said, I think it's because they, they want to have their star. You know, mm-hmm. they want to have some, this is the one, you know, the best guy ever, and he's ours. You know what I mean? Yep. But, um, so. I mean, obviously the one really good thing that did come out of this, and it made me really happy for Steve Weeby, but he is now yeah. officially the first person to do a million point game in Donkey Kong. So, seriously, man, congratulations! Because a, you deserve it. That game is hard as hell, and <laughs> I, I mean, b, like, he deserves that recognition. That guy really deserved it. I mean, it just seeing what he like pushed himself to to like get better at that game. It was just, it's cool to see it pay off for him. So good for you, man. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I got on the Billy Mitchell scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here, man. That's you know, and uh, one more thing. Mm. You know, about these high scores. Does anybody really give a shit? I mean, it's one thing to discuss, but I mean, does anybody really care? Well, you know, it's it's one of those things, man. It's like it's within that community, it's everything. And I totally understand that. 
like does the general person really care no i mean they'll be like oh that person has the highest score that that's kind of cool but you know for somebody like steve weeby that really wanted that recognition by you know sure. some group that he was the best at it like well, no, no. I mean, I get that. I, look, I, I get like you know he worked really hard to get it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like the whole Billy Mitchell thing, trying to be a superstar. Like, mm-hmm. does anybody really care enough that he's going to become like insanely famous outside of, you know, this group? You know, right? Yeah, know. and I think that's kind of the trap that a lot of these, you know, close knit communities can fall into um, pretty easily if you're not careful, and it's just. You know, as far as they're concerned, like nobody heard of them until King of Kong, and mm-hmm. everybody knew Billy Mitchell from that movie, like just because of the way he is, and and that that put that whole that website and that community on the map to yeah. the mainstream at large. So, I mean, you can kind of see why they would be very eager to, you know, um, yeah, not, not let the curtain slip. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I get it. That was just my final thought. No, I mean I'm I'm with you too. I, I I'm surprised like they gave a shit that much to like. I guess part of me is like I'm surprised they didn't give a shit enough to scrutinize you know his stuff sooner. Oh, good point. You know, like I, that that's where it kind of really got me because it's like they were very willing to <laughs> run Steve through the coals, you know, to make sure he was legit, but it was like. You know, they never held Billy or, or even some of those other guys to the same standard. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a reflection on them. And I think that's why Guinness was like, all right, done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... So anyway, uh, next one is you, my friend. This looks cool. Oh, man, I cannot wait. And there's not <laughs> too much. I mean, no one even knows what it looks like now. So I, this is sort of news. And I guess this could have been on a releases thing, but I didn't want to talk about it because I don't know when it's going to be a release. But right. with N- Nintendo doing two classic systems, Sega jumping in on it, um, Neo Geo is throwing their hat in the ring, and they are making That's a classic awesome. edition. And as someone who's always wanted a Neo Geo and doesn't want to really emulate it, I think that's fucking awesome. Oh, brother, I'm with you because I can't wait. I mean, I'm sure you're you're um you're with me in that we didn't have the you know seven hundred dollars back in the eighties just for the system. No, yeah, I mean, because <laughs> still don't. I mean, it was it was literally wasn't it an arcade machine? Pretty much. Pretty much, you could bring exact arcade level style graphics at that time home. Yeah. And play it. I mean, that's why the cartridges were like two bricks put together. <laughs> I mean, they're just enormous uh, cartridges. But you know, like I, I'm, they came out with something the Neo Geo X a couple years ago. It was a handheld that you could play on the TV, similar to a Switch, mm-hmm. but it just did not emulate well. And actually, um, the people who own Neo Geo SNK pulled the licensing from who uh, starts with a T. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever was releasing it, they pulled the licensing from it because. Uh, it wasn't reflective of... It was crap. Right. Yeah. They want to release a polished product. I mean, Neo Geo... That's so cool. How many, how many bad Neo Geo games have you ever played, emulated, or anything in the arcades or, you know... Oh, dude, I loved Neo Geo games. They're all good. There's not many bad ones because, you know, they, they always put out high-quality stuff, and it showed because of how much, how much it cost, but... I'm just <clears> saying, <throat> as long as they have Fatal Fury... I think King, will. King of Fighters... Mm-hmm. And, and Samurai Showdown. 
Oh, absolutely will. And, and you and, give um, me those, I'm getting the bastard. <laughs> sprinkle some metal slug in there. Oh yeah, gotta have metal slug. Yeah, yeah. I was. That's interesting. So yeah. So like you know, all those will probably be on it. I'm sure they'll have a couple shooters. Um, oh yeah, there were some good shooters on there, there wasn't some, there? Yes, there was. Um, so and there's a couple oddball fighters like uh, what is it? Something of the way of the blade. Yes, I think it's called yes. or the last blade or something last like that. Blade or something. I remember that one. Um, Blazing Star, I'm sure will be on it. That's one of the shooters I used to play a lot. Oh uh, man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, pretty excited. Yeah, and that's the thing—they don't have to worry about licensing. You know what I mean? Like these are their games, so <clears throat> I don't really think too much licensing is going to be an issue. Like you know, listen, you're, you're thinking like the first Contra right. wasn't on the NES, NES Classic. I'm pretty sure it's because Konami wasn't going to release that. You know, they weren't going to give them licensing for that. So. Yeah, sure. But um. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see if, like, uh, Mark of the Wolves is on it. That's another fighting game. Um, Windjammers, which I think is, like, a oddball volleyball type of game. Huh. Um, I'd be su- I'd be surprised, you know, I'd just be surprised what they put on it. I think it's going to be really cool. I, yeah, I think they have a pretty huge library of stuff to choose from. <laughs> I mean, like you said, there's there's not many bad ones in that basket, man. <laughs> there's not. They're all really good. That's awesome. I might have to revisit... Uh some Neo Geo emulation because man I that's one I still don't have a lot of experience with and I would like to see what's out there well you know I think next cast we're probably going to pick another game for the yeah. for us to play if you want to pick one that you're interested yeah I think I, mean, I might I can, do that I can throw some suggestions your way I mean they're all very arcadey but I can throw some suggestions your way if you want alright yeah do that man cool so <laughs> Well, that's not much too much more to say about that because not much news is. Um, oh, other than I would love it if there's a Tuber, Turbo Graphics 16 one down. Oh, my too. God. How good would that be? Yeah, because you know what? I don't have the money to buy these games. They're all expensive. So. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, I guess do you want me to lead into the final yeah, one too? Yeah, please. Cause I, I couldn't find anything on this, but I think you told me it was you put it in wrong. I did. I fat fingered it. So it's it's why well, I didn't fat finger. I just wrote the wrong thing. But um, it's the N sixty four retro blaster. It's called N sixty four retro blaster. So pretty much, you can find it on retrostage.net. All right, let me look. And it's and it's um you know when you people who program Nintendo and Super Nintendo games they have to get the uh the chip the ROM chip programmer. Oh wow! So this is something where you actually buy a card. Uh like a programmed card with the game would be on, you put it in the retro blaster, you hook it up to your computer and you just dump the ROM on the card. Oh, get you out. You have a copy of that game, which is really cool. Like, okay, I know most people are like, well, why don't I just get a flash card? Well, no, right? because now you can play it on an N64 and like an actual cartridge. Right. An actual cartridge. You can play a game for a couple of weeks, dump it and play something else. I mean, just put another game on there. This is, I think really good for like uh, any Japanese games. Oh, Especially man. when you want to throw a Japanese game that's uh, uh, converted to English. Oh yeah, like the and, translated ones. Man, that's like there, there is so much potential here. Now, the more I read about this, yeah, and it's 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 fifty two fifty for the blaster, and I think it's twenty five bucks for the card, the cart, and you can get a shell for it and everything. And I'm that's cool. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not one to say like, hey, buy this so you can put copies of games on here but it's pretty cool if you want to play a game for a couple weeks and play something else that's really expensive and you don't have the money for yeah man uh i thought this was a really neat product and they're working on one for nintendo and super nintendo also 
And what's really cool about that is Nintendo's releasing a program where you can make your own Nintendo game. That's not Nintendo. It's a third party, but it's, you don't need any programming experience from what I understand. And you can, um, this will be a discussion for another podcast, but if you make your own game, you can now throw it on a cart that's by doing something awesome. like this. And that's that cool because so awesome. even if you're not looking to sell the game, it's just something you're making for fun. Like you can now play it on your system and I can just think how on your TV. Be. Yeah. Right. On your original hardware. Oh, so, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool thing I came across because I was looking at making some of my own Nintendo games as far as, like, you know, ones that are in Europe, like um, Mr. Gimmick, instead of paying an outrageous price, just buy the parts and make it. And games like that that aren't really around here, I thought would be pretty cool to make. But came across this and just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, no, man. Like, I, I, I'm just reading more on this page, like... That's really got me intrigued as somebody who always wanted to, uh, you know, do something like in the console world as far as like coding and stuff. That would be really wicked. Yeah. No soldering needed. That is really, really cool, man. Pretty cool. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on that. So same when I have an extra little extra scratch, I think I'm going to try to pick one. If you do, let me know. Let me know. Like give us a review on how it works and what you think of it. No, well, it'll be our first retro review. That's awesome. That's really <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. So that's the Retro Blaster. Actually, the next one's yours too, man. I like oh, this one. Sorry, I'm stealing all the thunder. No, it's good. I'm always so we talking. Didn't, so we didn't post a question of the week on our website or on our uh, Facebook uh, save point. And uh, that's okay. We just thought of one now, and it's really just going to be a discussion Alan. However... Later in the show, we will be, and I'm going to steal a little more of your thunder here. Later in the show, we are going to be giving out a phone number. If you guys want to call in and answer, maybe we can get some voicemails in here and mm-hmm. uh, we will post it on the Facebook because I would like to hear others' uh, feedback. But so the question is in games where you have, a, you have to pick a choice to be a good guy or bad guy, like um, Fallout, Skyrim, uh, Fables, another big one, uh, what do you usually pick out and why? Hmm. Um. Now we we want to answer this now. Sure. For me, I'm almost always playing the good guy. Um, I'll do the bad guy the second way through. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much lately. I'd say later games have actually made some decent story around it. But back in the day, like you know, most of the time, if you were given the option to play the bad guy, the story wasn't that great, or you missed out on a lot of stuff. You know. Um, but now games are really kind of making it so that you can do that and make it good. So I generally will always play good the first round. And then if the game's good enough to where I want to go back and play it, I will almost always then you know totally switch gears and play the evil guy. Ah, you know what I had you, I had you pegged for the other way around. Not that I think you're an evil guy. I just <laughs> thought like, I don't know. I thought maybe you would like to play, maybe not like a bad guy, but not like, hero all the time no that's interesting it's weird with me like i just i have like this thing in games where i really do start bonding with characters and like half the time you got to make a a choice that like can hurt or affect that character really negatively and i'm like i just can't bring myself to do it like not not in the first playthrough (laughs) you know we it was interesting at work uh today we did a thing where um you answered some questions and based off those questions, you got your personality type. Like, were mm-hmm. you a direct? Were you, uh, were you analytical? Were you I was amb- an influencer when they did that when I was there? Oh, really? 
Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cause, so we did that today um, so we could get an idea of who's what. And sure. from, from, even from, from your answer here, I can probably point that you would be amiable, which is like you like to help people, you emotionally get attached. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Maybe not with everything, but with your choice here, you'd probably be more amiable, I would think. And that's, that was pretty cool to... Yeah, it's also kind of where where like the influencer part comes in too because you are able to empathize and understand where everybody is coming from, you know, in mm-hmm. the room and you're able to work with that and find solutions that while it may not make everybody happy, you know, it's not leaving somebody completely in the dust. Kind of right. thing. It was interesting the way they presented it. But yeah, it was a fun exercise when they did it when I was there. Yeah, that's it's cool. cool. It's cool to see they're still doing it. Yeah, well, it makes sense too because I am also always the hero, and even when I play through the time, I'm still the hero. And uh, um, I just—it's because of—I mean, it's funny because I, we did that, and I—I I thought of this question because I'm like, I'm always the hero, because I think I always have this feeling like I really want to help people, and you know, and it, and it rolls over into games and things like that. It's just—I uh, just thought that was very interesting, and I just wanted to get your take on that. So, others feel free to answer. I will post that in the our save point as well. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, yeah, I'd like to hear what everybody thinks on that. So let us know good guy or bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that'll actually bring us to our game of the month. We are currently playing sunset riders. Mm -hmm. Um, for those that haven't understood the post, we are doing a contest right now for the highest score in sunset riders. Obviously, no Game Genie, no cheating. You know, take a screenshot or take a picture of your screen when you get your final score, game over. And um, obviously, me, Kyle, and Travis do not qualify. No. Um, but the way we're going to work it is the top... There's three games to choose from. It's uh, Lara Croft Go, Laser League, and um, Kerbal Space Program. Uh, you'll get a Steam code. Um, and the way it'll work is the first place winner gets to choose out of those three. The second place winner gets to choose out of the two that are left, and the third gets what you know whatever's left over. Um, yeah. What? Do you have something there? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I was. I'm sorry. I just thought of this. Um, so for those who aren't on our Facebook page, feel free to email us at theretrorents at gmail dot com. Yes. That's also a legit way if you want to send a screenshot that way. Yeah. If you're not in the save point, that's fine. You can absolutely. Thank you, Kyle. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. send your screenshot to the retro rents at gmail.com. And, um, you know, obviously this is going on an honor system. So, you know, we hope everybody plays fairly and uh, have fun. Um, as far as my thoughts on this game, god damn it, it's hard. <laughs> I'm just not good at these Contra shooters. No. Oh, I'd love fun. to see it. Maybe it's very fun. That's, I'm decent at it. Um, it's learning patterns. You know when to jump. It's once you get the patterns down, I think it's not as bad. Uh, which guy were you picking, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I was picking the. I want to say it was the blue coated guy, or the girl okay. maybe. I was always the guy with the sombrero. Yes, I was playing him a lot too because he had the shotgun. Yeah, I always pick. It's he's he's very spread like, yeah. so I usually pick him because a little bit easier. I'll have to give it another try and actually post my score. I still haven't beaten the first boss. <laughs> yeah, do it. Look, my high score that's posted was just to get people into it. So, you know, yeah. go for it. 
Oh, you didn't beat the first boss? I <laughs> beat the first boss. Oh, yeah. you got to beat the first boss because he has one of the most iconic lines of the game. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that. So get in there, get playing, and uh, send us your high scores and get a chance to win some free games. Yep, and we will discuss more of this and our next game that we're going to choose on the next cast. Yes. Which now brings us to a new feature on our podcast. We now have a voicemail line. Bum, bum, bum. And um, you can actually call and, you know, leave a voicemail. Ask us, you know, any questions you want to ask. Rave about your favorite game. Rant about the game you hate the most. And either way, just have fun and we'll actually feature it on the podcast. Uh, You can also do the question of the the week that we do. If you want to answer it on there, go right ahead. Um, Just another way to interact with us and have fun. But if you'd like to call and leave a voicemail at any point, you can call 610-810-1654. Again, that's 610-810-1654. And, uh, yeah, just call up, leave a voicemail. We actually do have our first voicemail, and I just realized, Kyle, I don't know how this is going to play out, if it's actually going to play through on your end. Um, um, it might it might not, but I did listen to it. Okay, so, so you did listen to it. So I'm yep. going to uh, play our voicemail um, from a good pal of mine over at the Bad Fodder Figures call-in crew. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. Uh, here we go. What is up, gentlemen? Red French, a.k.a. Double F. Calling the hotline for the first call of the hotline. <laughs> yeah, I can't even talk. I'm so excited to see that someone has a new hotline. Hotlines are fun to call. Call in, talk to these guys, see what's going on. Anyway, there's a saying that goes, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, but I'm not a long-time listener, unfortunately, because, well, for one, you only have 13 shows out. I mean, congratulations on that, though. That 13 is a good number. Oh, is it? Well, I'm zero. Oh, that's true. But I haven't been listening for a long time because, well, one, I never heard of you until recently, and two, uh, in life, as they say, one can only eat so many hot dogs with mustard, as also one only has so much time to listen to podcasts. <laughs> so I am playing a little catch-up here. I Not that kind of catch-up now. <laughs> Put your head down. Catch-up. Oh, Fred. Fred, <laughs> catch-up. I have listened to a little bit of your podcast, but I, I need to do more to get into the flow of what you guys are all about. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm choking. Ah, don't die on us, Fred. Choking. Anyway, here's my question, gentlemen. <clears throat> I used to play a lot of Adventures of Lolo with a friend. Jeez, <laughs> I'm still choking. I think Lolo is a great game. Put a lot of time in the 1, 2, and 3. I'm just wondering if you guys ever played any of those games at all. What your thoughts are on it? Tell you the truth, if they said they'd bring out one, two, and three as a collection on the Switch, I'd be running to the store to throw my money down on that. I think Adventures of Lola was an awesome puzzler game. Jeez, I'm still choking, guys. I don't know. I had a cracker before I called. Don't ever eat a cracker before calling a podcast. Yeah, no crackers, Fred. (laughs) Again, I apologize, gentlemen. My first call, and I'm coughing and everything, but hey, at least I called. Congrats on getting the phone number. I think imagine you have a great show. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to listen much, but hey, I'm sure you have a great show. And as always, Arriba Dirty. <laughs> Arriba Dirty, Fred. Thank you for calling. 
So Fred asked um, if we had played The Adventures of Lolo and uh, mentioned that if they did release that on the Switch, he'd be rushing out to get that pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, that is... Right now, I'll be honest, I haven't played Adventures of Lolo in a very long time, but I do remember playing it as a kid and actually really, really enjoying it. I think it came out when I was like... I don't know, eight or nine years old back. It was like 89, I think. 89, yep. Yeah, it's a good puzzler, though. It was a good puzzle game for its time. I remember even my dad got into it a little bit. But Very I, tough. Very hard. Very, very hard. That's, I'm, um, I'm surprised it's, they didn't redo that, actually. Yeah, that is by Hal. Hal's still around. I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great game, too. It was fun. It was hard. I rented the first one. I never played two or three. I didn't get very far in the first one. Because I only ever rented it, and I didn't get very far. <laughs> so, so, uh, but it, and it was very hard. But I do remember enjoying this one. I thought it surprised me with how cutesy it looks, with yeah. how difficult the game is. And that's when I realized I think it was this game, or maybe it was uh, now it was probably this one. Um, how hard a cute cutesy type game could be, and it was man, it was tough. It was a tough game. It was a very tough yeah. game. But it was unique for its time. It is one I'd love to see, you know. I, I, it would be cool to see that brought back. I, I know there's definitely a crowd for, you know, puzzle games and the like. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I don't see why that wouldn't come back. It's just interesting. Yeah, I think we should add it to our list of games that we should play since we haven't played it in so long. Yeah, sounds good. So. And Fred, when we uh, put it on the list... You should uh, play along with us and uh, school us on how good you are at that game and how bad we are at it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Try not to laugh too hard. <laughs> yeah, no choking on the cracker, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up on the crackers, man. <laughs> and, and don't apologize for that ketchup joke. Yeah, no, seriously. we are, This is like the home of dad jokes, man. You, you fit yeah. right in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so thank you very much, Fred French, for calling in. You are the first uh, inaugural uh, voicemail call for the podcast. Again, if any of you would like to join Fred in voicemail land, um, that'll be at 610-810-1654. And uh, with that, I think that will bring us to the end of this episode. Um, Another obviously another fun night. We're sorry you couldn't be here with us tonight, Travis. Hope you feel better soon, buddy. And um, yeah, this is just a lot to look forward to from everything we're seeing out there. A lot of good games coming. Um, obviously, go see Andre or go rent Andre the Giant. Uh, also, don't forget Super Troopers Two hits tomorrow. Oh, uh-oh. oh, gotta go see that. That movie was so great. I gotta see that right now. Right now. <laughs> And um, we actually do have some potentially big news coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, it, it it would easily be the biggest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. So we're going to just keep fingers crossed. And um, it's looking pretty good. You know, just got to see, got to arrange the final details. And once we have them, um, stay tuned to the Save Point on Facebook, you know, tiny.cc slash Save Point. Follow us on Twitter at the Retro Rents. And uh, as soon as we have the affirmative, you know, on this possibility, we will be tweeting the hell out of it because I just think it is mind-blowingly amazing. So hopefully that plug gets you guys itching to figure out what this could be. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. 
Um, yeah, any, any uh, final thoughts or shout-outs on your end there, Kyle? Um, well, one, self-promotion, um, ninjaversenun.tumblr.com. Yes! Oh, God, I'm sorry I forgot. Um, no, don't worry, dude. I can call this out. Um, we have a new episode opening tomorrow that is drawn yes. by – this was going to be a Dustin one. Um, might be my one of my favorites. So it was pretty funny. Um, we've been working really hard <laughs> to try to get some of these together so we can start releasing them at a more frequent rate. But uh, dude, these are so funny. Yeah. But yeah, check them out, ninjaversenun.tumblr.com. And I'm going to shout out, again, like last week, the Lehigh Valley Video Game Society. Um, Brandon Wonder and his crew are doing a really cool thing of having, you know, game nights, different events and things like that that are all free, very family-oriented. Um, check them out on Facebook. They got a lot of really nice guys on their site. And uh, yeah, when they have a game night or game day, it's usually during the day, uh, go check them out. Really cool events. Yeah, do me a favor. Send me the link to that Facebook uh, page. Yeah, I do want to make sure I follow them. It's just awesome to see something like that in our area, and I, I really do want to support it. Yep. Um, any other shout-outs on your end? No, I'm good with that. All right. Um, um, for me, just obviously shout-out to my beautiful, amazing wife. who uh, Who's stepping your game up. Oh, yeah. she She's a... She's a hero in my book, and she puts up on my junk. Oh, I don't mean it like that. My my yeah, you do. You know my uh, my bullshit. <laughs> uh, she's always cool and supportive, so I just want to let her know I sincerely appreciate it. And um, uh, a big shout out to the boys over at the Everyday Gamers. Um, and um, very very big shout out over to the crew at the Bad Fodder Figures. I've been having so much fun uh, just hanging out in their Discord and uh, talking to their whole community. Um, I actually was playing a game with Mike, Captain Mike, the host. Uh, last last weekend, I think, we were playing um, Deep Rock Galactic, which was, uh, was a lot of fun. Hard, another hard game, but it was very interesting. It's in early access. There's a lot of really cool uh, features going for it. Basically, it's a, a mining game. But as you're trying to find ore for your mission, like every handful of minutes, there's like a horde that comes and attacks you. You gotta survive it. So it's very cool. Um, so a big shout out to them. And um, I think, as far as shout outs, that'll be it for now for me. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. shout out to Travis. Get better soon, you wanker. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it means that in the nicest possible way. I do. I, I do. <laughs> we love you. But, um, and other than that, uh, as far as any kind of words of wisdom tonight, this is just a reflection of what's possibly coming down the road. Uh, sometimes it just pays to say, ah, hell with it, I'm gonna give this a try. And, um, throw caution to the wind and just do something. I mean, as long as it's legal. And, uh, <laughs> but it, it just, um, it, it was really cool, a cool experience for me, and I, it's a, good thing to start living by don't let anything hold you back because you never know somebody might say yes <laughs> god i can't wait to reveal this when we have the details yeah i, I hope it works out but other than that that will end the 14th episode of the retro rents thank you everybody for coming out big shout out to the fans and the listeners yes. um, obviously we, we couldn't do it without you guys and uh, thank you so much for the support uh, for downloading our stuff and obviously a, a big thank you to the 
the podcast community that has really embraced us and, and pushed us as well. So thank you very much for that. And um, other than that, that'll be it for us. And until uh, next time, peace. Laters. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> what? <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> Wait, you never saw Princess Bride? <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs>